Hi, welcome to How to Be a Humane Leader Without Losing Your Job. In this podcast, we dive into conventional leadership in today's fast-paced business environment. With our experience and insights, will help you lead with hard work securing your career. Join us for engaging conversations and practical advice to elevate your leadership skills and make a real difference. I'm your host, Roberto Torres, Assistant Startup Engineering Leader, alongside Chris Ollerty, a Fortune 100 IT leader. Today, we will discuss what should we do to maintain working relationships after the, pers- after the professional relationship has ended. Hey, Chris, how are you, man? I'm doing good, Roberto. I'm glad uh, glad we could talk about this topic. It's it's an interesting one because if we've worked a long time, relationships change over time, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Especially when either you change uh, companies or uh, the team or yourself go to another department in in, in the company you're working for. And uh, with other man, has has this happened to you before? It, it certainly has. You know, I worked in a very, very large company, so you could change departments and, you know, you might have no professional interaction with them at all after that. So, you know, it it is a very dynamic situation. In, in my experience, especially when you're very busy in your career, the majority of the relationships you have with folks are definitely going to fade into the background. You'll You'll speak to them less frequently. Um, if your topics were 99% work-related, you know those are the, the the relationships that are most likely to drift away the fastest. But if you had some relationships with your team, your your maybe your boss, your peers, or people on your team, where there was some more social discussion, like if you happen to know their wives' names or their kids' names, you know that kind of situation where it wasn't 100% only talking about work. You know, those are the relationships very much likely to um, survive multiple career changes. You know, that, at least that's my experience. And it's it, in, in America, because we're so work related and uh, uh, personal stuff has a tendency to be pretty private. Um, you know, I'd say if just statistically, uh, you know, if you had 100 interactions with people, maybe five or 10 percent of those five or 10 years later, would you still have any kind of contact with those people anymore? I mean, that that's kind of my ratio. It's very small percentage of the total people that you interacted with, you know, you stay in contact with. Okay, let me tell you that in not only in Mexico, in Latin, all Latin America, we are the opposite, you know, Yes, we work uh, at the company, we get these work relationships, but since we are uh, Latinos, uh, we Latinos tend to have a more um, personal relationship with the people that we work in, uh, uh, with and for also. The thing is, uh, when we begin working, we try not only to know the wife's names or the kids' names, but also maybe to mingle, you know. One thing is a work lunch, another another thing is maybe you begin uh, working with these kind of people and you do, hey, uh, it's Friday, 
what are you going to do? Uh, are you going with your wife? Yes. Maybe we could uh, I don't know, uh, get for a drink or do something. Uh, and that is, that is really common here in Mexico. I, I don't mean that personal, it, it is above the work, but it, it is also, it is work about personal. But we are very fond of doing this stuff. Maybe, in, let me tell you, in previous companies, uh, there, there has been going like stuff like saying, hey, we could maybe go to this bar and we go maybe 20 or 30 people because we feel that it is, even though our life, private life is, it is private, we want to share with other people. So with that in mind, that helps when we got apart, we got separated, we go either to another company or we go to another department, we kept these personal uh, relationships and we try to be in, in touch. In the end, uh, we might, if we are in the same industry, we might uh, be again in, in, in contact or in any kind of work uh, situation. So I think this is, this is pretty common in, in Latin. In yeah, and I think it can depend a lot about the size of the company. So earlier in my career, before we were acquired, so when we were a 5,000-person company, those kinds of situations definitely happened much more. You know, I can think of being invited to weddings even, and and also we invited some folks to my wedding from the company. So there's certainly... Um, I think there is a degree of that in America, but it uh, can be very dependent on the size of the company too, because the bigger and more, let's call it heartless corporation minded they are, the less likely um, you're going to uh, form some of those relationships because again, roles change much faster in a large corporation. People get laid off much more frequently. Um, they're not around, you know, the turnover is significantly higher in a larger company. So yeah, I think uh, that can also be a big dynamic in how they um, stay in touch with you. And I think, you know, one of the things is a humane leader is you'd like to think that everyone's benefiting from your advice and your relationship with them and that you're helping them. And certainly that is our intent as a humane leader is to help people. But you never know for sure how they really felt about it. You know, I mean, it's it's just one of those things is they're saying, yes, they enjoyed it. And yes, that was very helpful, Roberto. Thank you very much for that advice. I'll I'll do that, et cetera. But you're still the boss, you know, and as a humane leader, you got to remember you're the boss and they're not going to be always 100 percent truthful or maybe they don't 100 percent feel confident that they can tell you, Roberto, that idea is crazy. I'm never going to do it. You know, instead, they just nod their head and say yes. And then once you're no longer the boss, Maybe some of their true feelings or, um, you know, they're, they're like, well, now I can do it my way because I'm, I'm the leader. And time will usually tell if that relationship that you thought was stronger is strong or is it that they were maybe not believing in your skills as much as you thought they were believing in it. You know, I, I think it's one of those kinds of things. You have to take the time to see because a relationship's a two-way street. 
And, you know, my father used to always say, you know, when you're making business relationships and so on, and even personal relationships, right? If both of you reach out to shake hands and you only reach out 49%, neither of you shakes hands, right? You got to go a little bit above and beyond. And so as the humane leader, always try and reach out and extend that helpful hand 51%, 55%, maybe even 60% in some cases. But if that person on the other end isn't willing to put their hand out and and, and stay in touch and accept advice or, or 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 even help you, maybe you're reaching out to them for advice. If if you're reaching out 60% and they don't even reach out 40% to shake your hand, then unfortunately, that's one of those working relationships that probably is in that percentage that's just going to fade into the background. Yeah, yeah, wise words from your dad. And let me tell you something, you nailed uh, the thing. One thing is uh, our our reports, how do they see us? They see they see us as our as their boss or as their leader. As their boss, when we cut ties or the ties are being cut, they won't uh, look at us, they won't search us. But if they see us as leaders, they will reach us out. And I think that that is something that we must think when we are with a team. Do we want to be a boss or do we want to be a leader? And especially we want to be a humane leader. So I, I think you really, really nailed it because right now, as I spoke with you before recording this, of 16 engineers that I had in the previous company, only three of them kept talking with me. Uh, and the other 13, some of them didn't have problems. Some of them had really bad problems, but I think they saw me as a boss, or maybe they think that since we don't have this work relationship, they shouldn't go further and talk with me because I was a guy who said, you can always reach me. When, when I was fired, they say to me, uh, excuse me, I put on, on all the WhatsApp channels and Slack channels, hey, this is my last day of work. This is my personal email. This is my mobile phone. You can reach me anytime. And only a very few has reached me. And even though some of them from other departments uh, show me friendship because they say, okay, I found you uh, ver um, some valuable lessons from you, but I want you to remain uh, a friendship with you. Not because of the leadership, because I want to have a friendship with you. And, and I think that was the point why maybe not many people reach me. No? Yeah, well, and, and there is always, you know, humane leadership and French friendship, there is a very fine line between those things, right? You know, in a work environment, you still have managerial duties. <clears throat> so sometimes you kind of got to be the boss, right? You know, I mean, that's just part of the job, right? It's performance reviews, pushing to get things done, a little bit of boss-like behavior. The humane leader side is closer to the friendship scale of being more friendly and I'm helpful, helpful of you and supportive. But ultimately, you know, it is work, you know, and, and in some cases people are just not comfortable 
um, outside of that context, you know, being the friend, because let's face it, 100% of the people you meet, your, your likes and dislikes and your attitudes towards different sports or movies or whatever are just not aligned. So that's why you're not friends. You know, I mean, it, if you look back from school, from your gr grammar school, the high school, college, whatever, are you still friends with 100% of the people you met in all those situations? You know, probably not. Right. And why is that? Not because they're bad people or you're bad people. It's just the, your styles weren't aligned enough to to continue that friendship beyond the context of where you were. So if you've moved into work, uh, different work. And those relationships with those previous coworkers are severed, some of them will have found you uh, not only as a humane leader, but also as a friend and would like to stay in touch and and you know and and get advice from you occasionally or share advice when you have trouble that's a really strong long-term uh relationship that went beyond just just work um yeah. i i you know obviously the percentage of people that are in that is going to vary depends on the job the company your own personal um advice uh, your own personal time you know you also have to have time right you know if if you don't have enough time to respond to people because you got three young kids and you're working two jobs and, and, you know, your wife's going to medical school and you know what, you probably can't even afford the time to successfully maintain uh, past working relationships too. So the humane leaders just got to realize that it's, it's a two way street. A lot of things could be happening and maybe, maybe the person that you thought needed your help the most just didn't realize how much they could have benefited from your advice until maybe it's too late. So maybe sometimes they'll come seek your advice later too, when they realize, darn it, Roberto was right about a bunch of things and now it's too late, but you know, he's always extended his hand more than 50%. So maybe I'll reach out to him again in the future. And I've had some folks, you know, now that there's lots of tools to reconnect like LinkedIn and so on, um, I've had some folks reconnect even 10, 15 years later. Hey, do you remember me? We worked together on like, yes, I actually do remember you. <laughs> so, you know, I think there's that kind of a thing that the humane leader always keep in mind. It's a two way street and the humane leader should always reach out more than 50%. I don't know what the exact percentage is, whether it's six, reach out 60%. 75%, I guess, to a degree, it depends on you, the humane leader, how much you value that after work relationship. But at some point, if there's no reciprocity, there's no reaching out from the other side, you, you just have to move on because there's only so much time we got. Yeah, indeed. And one thing also is we're talking about us as humane leaders with our previous reports, but we were reports from someone did we um, seek for these guys or these gals 100% uh, after we were gone or they were gone? Maybe not. We chose and we chose the ones that we wanted to keep uh, in contact and the ones that we could uh, receive a, an advice, maybe from a mentor. Maybe they did it so themselves as a mentor, but we did. I, don't, I think we have spoken of this in a, in a previous podcast, but 
one of the best bosses that I had, I was, I think I was 19 years older than him. And today and to this day, I still think that he was one of my best lead, not bosses, not leaders, because he was a really good mentor, even though he was much younger than myself, but he was way smarter in, in, in certain things and factors that I didn't. So today, to this day, I still recognize him. And I haven't uh, sit, uh, sit him for anything but maybe talking uh, in a friendly way. But if I find a certain situation that I cannot uh, um, solve, I will search for him. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think those, you know, that is a good judge of a humane leader that you mentioned is age shouldn't be a factor. If they've known and experienced things that you have not, you can learn from them. And that's a good thing to, to recognize. And again, you, you as the, as you are the humane leader in that situation, but you know, they're, they're your humane leader. Again, you can do the reaching out more than 50%, even though in that situation, you were the direct report to that person and just measure the response. You know, if, if you reach out more than 50% and you've done it several times and you get no response back, well, maybe that humane leader is really busy, you know, and, and you know, I, I have several work friends that are very humane leaders, in my opinion, that maybe someday we could bring on to have a three-way discussion. But I also know that they're extremely busy. I mean, I've been in touch with them for for 10 plus years. So I know they want to continue to stay in contact, but do they actually have the time because of their work situation, family situation, et cetera? How much time do they have? And they've got to make a decision. You know, if I've got a question and I'm struggling with something, they've got to prioritize, you know, and, and uh, before the show, you and I were talking a little bit about how you really need 30 to 40 hours a day to do your 24 hour day. Well, you know, Ultimately, when you're that busy, something, something has to be lower priority, even for a humane leader. So even yeah. if you're reaching out, um, you know, even the humane leaders got to make some tough decisions sometimes. Um, I would hope the humane leader would say, look, Roberto, I'm really sorry, but I can't talk right now. I'm just buried with personal and work things. Could we talk in two weeks when I'm past this? maybe big project or once the grandchild is born, then I'll have a little more time, you know, whatever the, whether it's personal or professional uh, stress on the humane leader. I would always think that the, the humane direct report or the humane leader would always at least answer back and say, I can't right now, but I do value the relationship and, and want to help you or, Yes, I, you know, whatever the situation is, right? And so, um, you know, I think the humane leader should try and maintain past work relationships to the degree that they can, but just recognize through the natural busyness of life and things moving on that you're just not going to maintain the same level of relationship with everybody. And my own personal experience is a very small percentage of those people I stay in touch with. But again, that was 
that got to be a much smaller percentage the larger the company got. And it was small company, you know, much stronger relationships as it got to be huge and gigantic. And once we were acquired, the rules were much different. And I'm in touch with less of those people than I uh, am even today with the, the folks from the smaller company. Yeah. You mentioned something really important. Uh, a human leader, it doesn't matter if you have a work relationship or not. When you drop an email or a message, what, what it will do is it will tell you the truth. It will be honest. It won't ghost you. It will tell you right now I'm pretty busy. I'm in a trip and vacation, work, as you mentioned, grandchild, everything. But he or she will be in touch with you after, wait, uh, I don't know, a time. Or they would say, oh man, I'm really busy. Could you tell me maybe in a month? And you will uh, realize, uh, you will realize that it is not something personal against you. It's because we have lives. You know? Yep. And since we, we do have that, it's important for us to understand that understand that let me tell you something when you mentioned and i was thinking when when you mentioned about uh, your dad's words about uh handing giving a handshake maybe 60 percent and receiving i think it to be like this every time do you do a handshake it's like planting a seed you know and that seed to grow maybe it will require your help maybe it won't but it, it is like planting a seed and what you did in, in a certain way, maybe little or big, you will see that seed go into a plant and maybe a tree and maybe further. So we human leaders, even though if, if we're not uh, close to that person anymore, we could see in the time if that seed has come, has become a tree or whatever. Yep. No, absolutely. And and realize, you know, again, because relationships are two-way streets and because, you know, you can never really know what's going on in somebody's life then while you're working with them or later years, you know, I, I don't personally uh, take it personal that if anybody I've reached out to doesn't always respond back, especially in those first few years of being gone and you, you know, you just have to try and understand that some things were just, you know, you weren't, you really weren't clicking as much as you might have thought you were. So that's okay. You know, and, and it's just people have busy lives and busy things to do. And the other thing I think, you know, is to always keep the, as a humane leader is you keep the door open. All right. Maybe I reached out, they ghosted me. No worries, you know, move on, get advice from other places, other resources. But if they happen to reach out, two, three, five years later, if it's really valuable to you, then the, the door opens back up, you know, and I, I never close a, 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 a door in that way, unless somebody's like burned me, right? You know, did they oh, do yeah. something that really, I'm shutting down the relationship. That's something totally different, right? But, um, but in general, you know, if today, if almost any of my LinkedIn contacts reached out to me and said, hey, I need your advice on something. I would try and squeeze it into my day, my week, my month to help them and get a get an answer. Yeah, as we have done maybe that in the past. 
Okay, great. So with this, maybe we could do the, the wrap up. Great, man. Okay, uh, well, thanks for joining us on another episode of How to Be a Humane Leader Without Losing Your Job. We hope our insights help you become a smarter and more strategic leader. Apply today's lesson to see the positive impact on your team and career. Catch all our episodes on the most heard streaming apps and YouTube as well. Join us next week as we discuss something trendy in the leadership world. Until then, stay humane and stay successful. Bye-bye, Chris. Goodbye, Roberto. Have a good day. You too.